Welcome to Live Long and Dead. I'm your host, Cosmo. It is 3.10 a.m. on Monday morning, June 7th. And I am out in the living room with Cade. It is a really windy night out, and I'm enjoying hearing the gusts rustling through the tree and blowing the wind chimes. I probably should take the wind chimes down because it's pretty loud for my neighbor, but I've got a sleeping baby on me, so... Oh well, um, fed Kate his early AM bottle, and he's now asleep on my chest, and uh, recovering from the circumcision from Friday. Uh, the discharge notes said don't put him on his tummy for the first four days, uh, and we've done that, but right now he fell asleep on his tummy, and he's resting comfortably, so... I figure, you know, he's got that big puffy diaper on. It's not like there's a bunch of pressure on the penis. So hopefully he can start sleeping like he normally does on me again. Um, It was a rough day. I've been mostly in charge of Cecilia since Heidi wants to handle the Cade diaper changes with my low vision. You know, I, I can't really check on the status of the circumcision and make sure it's looking good and uh, I just can't see the details well enough so Heidi's been handling all of the Cade duties pretty much and Cecilia every after every bottle was up for like an hour hour and a half and it, it got pretty frustrating like go to sleep (laughs) and usually uh, that that happens and then between meals once or twice a day they're awake the whole time Um, but so they're eating six to seven times a day three or four of them they go right to sleep after a bottle after you burp them and not today for Cece she was just awake and squirmy and uncomfortable there was not much I could do so it was a a long draining day of that. I had a little play date for James, excuse me, and uh, he did pretty well. Uh, there was one little tantrum where he and his friend couldn't agree on how to manage the water table outside. James wanted constant water going into it, and the friend wanted uh, it to just be filled up and then left alone. Uh, so we heard some screaming about that, but otherwise they got along real well. And so that was nice to have some adult interaction. Um, really the top story of the last couple of days is, um, yesterday, or I guess Saturday at this point now, two days ago, um, Heidi's postpartum had been pretty good since, uh, whatever it was the Monday before last. So things were, were going okay. Uh, but on Saturday, um, Heidi had been dealing with Kate and Kate was having trouble. It was the day after the circumcision and he was having a lot of trouble getting comfortable. So it was tough duty for sure. And... Um, James had spent the night at Grandma's house. So it was just me, Heidi, and the babies 
until like 2.30 p.m. And so that was nice. Um, but again, Cade had been giving Heidi some trouble. And um, Heidi finally drifted off to sleep at like 2. And then James came home. So her nap got disrupted. And Cade was asleep on the little boppy lounger. And it had been a lot of hard work for getting him settled down and asleep. When my mom gets here to drop James off, she she's tired um, because, rightfully so, she'd been with James since like 4 p.m. the day before. Uh, but she plops down on the couch right near Cade and like jostles him. And that pissed Heidi off and annoyed me too. Like, be careful, there's a baby on the couch, dude. Um... But I got Heidi in a bad mood. And so I sent Grandma home because she was supposed to come back later that night for her normal evening shift. Uh, Grandma has been nice enough to come over five or six six nights a week from like 5 to 8.30 and allows me to do normal bedtime routine with James. And um, so I sent Grandma home. So it's me, Heidi, James, and the babies. And we're, I think, watching a little bit of TV. Um, Heidi got up to do something. Kate is, um, maybe she changed Kate or something. And So James was playing in the living room, and he migrates his toys and play. Oh, we have an L-shaped couch. Uh, yeah, L-couch. And he is now playing where Heidi was laying down. And she comes in and says, move, dude. And he has a little tantrum because he likes to, in his mind, whatever he's playing is in that spot. Like, but that's my favorite landing spot for his rocket or whatever it was. And no... Heidi had no patience for it, and maybe she told him one more time to move it, and he said no, and so she said fine, and so she leaves. She goes back to the bedroom, leaving me with James and Circumcision Cade and Cecilia, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I'm not up for handling all three right now, and so I immediately tell James, hey, go apologize to mom. That wasn't very nice. You can come over to this side of the couch and go, go give him an apology right now. And he does. And he, he, 45 seconds to a minute later, goes back to the bedroom and apologizes to Heidi. Heidi tells James to leave her alone. He comes back out sad and says, she, she's asleep already. She told me I, I couldn't apologize to her. She told me to leave her alone. Okay, that pisses me off and so you're you're upset with James you're overreacting to James and you're gonna punish me by dumping all three on me that's not fair um 
I would just like the support of you, even if you need a break and take a nap, take take a freaking nap. I got the couch situation fixed. I'll take both, baby, but I would like to feel like I'm not alone in this. And so she takes a nice nap and is back in the bedroom from like 3.30 to 5.30 or 6. And I'm, I'm pissed. I still am. Um, so Saturday night when she finally comes out, I'm kind of cold and standoffish. I'm busy too. I'm busy, you know, getting bottles ready and stuff. Oh, and so Cade wakes up hungry and I'm not allowed to change diapers. So I just take him back to the bedroom and put him in the crib. And I try and wake Heidi up briefly, but don't try very hard. And okay, here's Cade. You're in charge of changing his diaper. Because I didn't want him to wake Cece up. And Heidi took offense to that, that I just dropped. As she woke up to a crying baby. You're the one that chose to nap and whatever. Um, Grandma comes back for her evening shift and she's tired and grumpy. I get a little... I finish feeding Cecilia and then I hand Grandma Cecilia because, you know, she had James that whole night and day. Uh, An easier job is to hold a sleeping baby. Cece was falling asleep. So I go feed James dinner and then get a little half hour of playing. And it's 7.35 p.m. I just told, we we usually typically try, my goal is to always get James to bed by 8 p.m. It never works that way because bedtime routine goes a little bit long, but I usually get him down by 8.15 and so 7.35, I say, James, five more minutes. And he's having a blast right now, and I hate to interrupt his play. He was uh, playing with the Duplos, the big Legos, and making a story up and telling me all about it. And it was really cute. I'm like, five more minutes, buddy. And Grandma walks by really grumpy and goes, I, I, I don't want to be here until 9 o'clock. I'm like, 7 freaking 35. I had no intention of staying up until 9 p.m. I'm like, I just told him that uh, five more minutes, so I'll have you out of here soon. And so we do bedtime. Uh, it's 8.10, I think, or 8.05 as we've brushed teeth and we're saying goodnight to Grandma and Cece. And uh, he, you know, he's talking talking, talking to Grandma. I'm like, James, Grandma's tired. She needs to go. Let's go to bed, bud. Okay. Goes to bed. I'm like, I, I grab a CC from Grandma. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're good. It's 8, 8 11. You're, you're good to go. Thanks a bunch. And as I'm doing something with CC out in the living room and Grandma's on her way out, I hear James on the baby monitor freaking out about something. Oh, his little, uh, Amazon Glow. It's a they have a cool kids little spherical nightlight lamp thing that connects to your 
echo. Um, and so I have that next to his bed. He can control it by voice or tapping it. And uh, so I have it set to white at 10% brightness. Uh, and then it has a timer and goes off a half hour after bedtime. He had brushed it and it went to like red or something. So he was having trouble, and he was having trouble giving it voice commands to go to 10%. So by the time I get over there, Grandma's in there and handling it. And I give it 30 seconds or a minute, and he's just talking about one of Grandma's dogs or something. And I'm like, okay, James, time to go to bed, buddy. Grandma needs to go. And she's like, oh, I'm handling it. No, you're letting him walk all over you. Go. You made a big deal about how you're tired and you want to go. Then go. And she took offense to that. And uh, that was the last I saw her. She did not come over tonight for her evening shift. And I, I didn't call her. You know, she's grumpy. And uh, so we had no help today. Um... You know, I, if you're going to be grumpy and stuff, then I'd rather not have you over here. You're a great help, and it's great to have you hold a baby or play with James and give him plenty of attention. Um, but, and we thank you profusely every time you do, but don't have a freaking attitude, and you know, especially when I'm doing everything I can. So Grandma leaves, James is asleep, both babies are fired up and unhappy, and I'm still pissed about Heidi taking it, because the way I'm, I understand postpartum, and I probably should get over it, but how would she feel if, without saying anything, I got annoyed at James, and I went and laid down for two and a half hours, and left her alone with three kids? She would be very unhappy with me and call me a selfish dickhead, I'm sure. And I, I would agree with that. I would do unto others. I would never punish my spouse because I'm frustrated by one of the kids. And so I'm still pissed. Both babies are fussing, and I'm like, uh, I can't handle this right now. So I started getting them in the car seats to go for a stroller walk. And Heidi says to me, so are you going to talk to me? And I'm like, about what? I don't know, just communicate with me? I'm like, I don't have much to say right now. And I don't, what, what is there to say right now? I, I'm clearly going for a walk because I want fresh air. And that was really the last talking we did, other than just, like, uh, logistical interactions. Like, hey, the bobble's ready, or uh, you want to trade babies, or you want to change so-and-so. Um, went on a walk, tried to record a podcast while doing it, but both uh, babies alternated crying, and they were not pleased it was a beautiful night it was like 67 degrees um but yeah they were not happy so we just went around the block we live in a really nice little pocket we're we're in valley glen california so that's south of us is sherman oaks 
which is a quote-unquote rich area. I mean, all over our San Fernando Valley, there's renters everywhere. So yeah, there's homeowners, there's million-dollar homes in Sherman Oaks, but there's also uh, really crappy one-bedroom studio apartments overlooking busy streets, way overpriced, but you know, it's not net, not just rich people. But still, Sherman Oaks has that uh, uh, reputation and um, so a house. Funny story. A sidetrack. Uh, so we, we do have a house. Um, we are very, very blessed that... Um, we lived in a duplex that my mom owned. I paid her rent, discounted rent, from 2006 when I graduated college until 2016. And James was one and a half. And we're, we were like 900 square foot apart where duplex were out of room. We need a house. And we can't afford anything in California. So we're going to move out of state. And so we just, you know, told my folks that and... Uh, I had a feeling that my mom and dad, I'm an only child, would not take kindly to their only son and only grandson moving out of state. And so they said they would help us. And uh, my grandfather was a superior court judge and... Um, relatively well off I mean not rich but well off and uh, he left me a good chunk of money in stocks for education and I used up a good amount of it for high school for a uh, private high school but I went to Cal State Northridge which saved a bunch of money so I had a hundred and $10,000 in stocks uh, that I had never touched and it was for a house and so um, my very generous folks to help keep us here agreed to help on a down payment and uh, so we started house hunting and a house across the street from my parents house became available. The owner passed away and it was a nice house. The uh, Straight up out of the 1960s though, pink carpet and uh, so the aesthetics were all old and pretty run down. So it needed to work. But a 1800 square foot nice house across the street from grandma and grandpa. They wanted $729,000. Sherman Oaks and that little area is called the Chandler Estates Chandler Boulevard is a very expensive uh, little stretch where there's two or three million dollar houses uh, Jimmy Kimmel lives there Just big big estates and my mom lives two blocks north of that on Burbank Boulevard which is not fancy but it's still called, considered Chandler Estates so that drives the prices up. And uh, so I was going to put down 50000 for the down payment and then use the rest to fix up the house. And my folks, very generously, were going to 
cover the rest um, for the down payment or of the of the whole thing. They wanted it to be paid off, and uh, so we put an offer down for seven twenty nine, and they declined it. They said, "No, we're going to try the market at seven eighty. Oh, f you! So we walk, and I'm looking on real estate website, and I find a house that looks exactly like the one across the street, but it's half a mile north in Valley Glen, not Sherman Oaks. And so Valley Glen is a smaller neighborhood that used to be called Van Nuys. Van Nuys has some bad connotations. It's lower income. Uh, there are some gangs in Van Nuys. It's a little bit of a starting to get into the ghetto-ish. Um, and so years ago, Valley Glen became a thing. And that, that's what we do here in the Valley. We carve up these older neighborhoods and give them a fancier sounding name to try and drive up real estate prices. Uh, so Valley Glen is a nicer name for South Van Nuys. And so this house, same builder as the one across the street from my folks, 1,800 square foot, similar condition on the inside, pink carpet, super trashed carpet and popcorn ceiling and uh, but the bones were better. Uh, it had been re-roofed in the last 10 or 15 years. New HVAC system. Um, repiped. So all the, the bones of the house were better. And because it was Valley Glen, not Sherman Oaks, it was 650 So 70 almost $80,000 uh, cheaper. Just because it was in Valley Glen, not Sherman Oaks. And we put an offer on it, and there were three offers that weekend, and we got it. And uh, I much prefer this Valley Glen neighborhood than my mom's Sherman Oaks area. I, I, I grew up in that Sherman Oaks area. The, the duplex was right next door to it. And 30, or how old was I? <laughs> 32 years, I never had any real interaction with any neighbors going on all those walks with James and our dog everybody just was not very friendly this little pocket we're in is so friendly and nice and it's a beautiful little area and uh, so spent 50000 of that stock money fixing it up Heidi did all the work uh, all the con she acted as our contractor she painted it, and uh, so we're super fortunate. My mom and dad were willing to do that, and uh, dad used uh, a big chunk of his inheritance from his mom passing, and my mom has always squirreled away stuff, so that's where she got hers from. And otherwise, we'd be in Texas right now, or... We really didn't want to go to Texas, but and we hadn't figured out where we were going to go. Um, Idaho, maybe I, I don't know, but we would definitely not be in Los Angeles if it weren't for my folks. And um, yeah, so we, we count our blessings every day. Um, super, super lucky. And uh, that was a tangent just because I was saying I have a nice neighborhood. 
it, it's uh, this. It's called Sunny Slope Square, and there's only three entrances to our little pocket. Um, my on the south side, there's a median that blocks off all the little north and south streets from the big avenue. There's only two entrances down there, and to the north. It just kind of loops around. There's a school two blocks to the east. And then there's one through street that's a quarter mile north of us. So there's no through ways anywhere in our little pocket. So there's no traffic. And it's all single family houses. And just a great place to take walks. And... uh, I, I love it, and I'm, I'm proud that we're, uh, you know, not Sherman Oaks, and um, yeah, I'm a, we're lucky guys. So that was a quite a tangent. Um, back to the the whole <laughs> top story of me and Heidi. Um, so we both spent the night. I, I'm still bitter. We don't talk much when I get back from the walk. Uh, I I think I feed Cece, get her to sleep, and I pass out from like 10 to 2. And after that 2 a.m. feeding, she's up for an hour and a half. Can't get comfortable trying everything. Uh, putting her in the rocker, nothing's working. Finally, a random attempt of putting her in the rocker. You know, I'll have her on me for 10, 15 minutes, flopping around, trying different positions, and... Then I get frustrated, I put her in the rocker just to give myself a break, and one of those times it worked and she fell asleep. Um, so all day Sunday, um, I, I'm still pissed. Heidi hasn't addressed it at all. And so I just let it be. I'm, I, when she gets like that, and I want to be far away. Um, And, uh, yeah, so no real communication today. And I, I'm sick of always being the one to end that. It always comes down to, like, me missing her and wanting to reconnect me. Like, hey, so here's what I'm feeling. Um, I'm really over that. And so... She ends up taking Cece to the bedroom. I've got a sleeping Kate on me. It's three-something. I bother trying to go back to the bedroom. Kate probably won't take the transfer. He's already starting to stir a little bit. (sighs) Definitely sick of postpartum. And I haven't brought up the medication thing recently. Um... Definitely, everybody's sleep deprived, but me especially. Um, yeah, so that was good times. Good times. Nothing really on the schedule this week. Wednesday, we have an administrative hearing to contest a parking ticket. One of the visits to Kaiser to see the babies when they were in the NICU. 
Uh, Heidi forgot to put up the handicap placard. Uh, because I'm blind, I get a handicap placard. And uh, so we got a ticket for that. And we contested it saying, hey, pregnant brain, uh, blind guy, please forgive us. Uh, you know, with the COVID uh, security measures, we were stressed out. And I thought I put it up. I have a placard. And they denied the first written appeal. But now we're having an administrative hearing where we talk to somebody on the phone. Maybe they will take mercy on us. I don't want to pay 360 bucks. So that's Wednesday. Nothing for the babies as far as I see on the calendar. I'll try and get some Eastside work done tomorrow. That's been a real struggle. Grandma's been coming over three days a week, but like Friday, Grandma was late, and then um, I got held up doing something with the baby or something, and then what I did try and do for work took longer than it should have. Um... So, I gotta get back in the swing of things and just have that couple hour block where I can get stuff done. I've been putting my AirPods in and listening to like ambient wave sound or something so I'm not distracted by whatever's going on in the living room. Um, Yeah, so we will see. I'm sure at some point I'll crack and just be like so Heidi here's how I'm feeling and she'll minimize it or then throw back at me all the stuff that I don't do well and it just goes back to how would you feel if I did that to you probably not very good and um today with the baby she was good um she got pretty upset when one time Kate had super explosive vomit. And I, I know it's frustrating, but it's not, not his fault. He's a little infant. And uh, yeah, that's the really crappy. You have to clean up the couch, clean up the carpet, change your clothes. But you know what? That's part of the territory of having a baby we signed up for this and um, she had a little bit short fuse with James like he was a good boy today he had a great attitude about cleaning up his playroom in preparation for the play date and you know limited whining he had some whining he wanted to take a fun bath and play with his micro-machine Star Trek ships. So he was alone in the bath for an hour and a half. And uh, we feel comfortable. He's at the age now where as long as we can hear him, he's able to be in the bath five months old now, or five years old. Um, so he was a great boy. And, you know, and she didn't do anything that objectionable, just her tone 
of impatience with him when some when he would start to have a little issue or something was cut him some slack. We have not really done squat with him today other than TV and we've been occupied with the babies all day so let's give the boy some slack <sighs> so that is the latest and uh, hopefully Heidi and I start communicating soon I'm gonna enjoy these wind chimes and the big gusts and uh, hopefully Kate has a nice long sleep and I you know if pretty much given up on going to the bed my chair has my body's adapted to being in the chair for sleep I guess uh, it's not as bad a quality of sleep as it was weeks ago and it's like I've got a sleeping baby on me right now if I walk back to the crib in the bedroom and he wakes up, then I'm back at square one. So I might as well stay here and get what sleep I can. And I should stop podcasting and get some sleep. So I will do that. And um, the circumcision activists, anti-circumcision activists have gone away. I blocked everybody that came at me that night and no further... Uh, activists have come at me. Uh, what a bunch of a-holes. Um, yeah, so that is it. You all have a wonderful day, and I will see you very soon. Live long and prosper.